Hey everyone, welcome back to Porcelain Peak, the strange and scary podcast that covers everything from horror to sci-fi and all the creepy stuff in between. I'm um, back. Yes, John is back this week. His voice is back clearly. Yes, it is. I was I was giving it one of these. Uh, I I can't make the podcast. Anthony. I'm sorry. <laughs> it you was real rough. You don't have to call in sick. It's not work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. This week we are going to be doing our shameful misses as promised. Yeah. But before we get into that, let's talk about some news. Obviously, the biggest piece that we have is the trailer for Avengers Endgame. Yeah, so this one is definitely something that I have been hotly anticipating. Uh, They released the trailer, I want to say, like a solid like week early in the UK. Which is not typically how they do it. Usually, usually they kind of release things just wide across the board. But man, this trailer—I feel like it did everything perfect. It does enough to get you intrigued. It shows you, you know, some of who's left without digging too far into it. Um, it doesn't give us anything as far as like Captain Marvel even being present in it, which I imagine is going to be a thing. But it does. It does just enough without giving you too much of the plot, and I and I really really like the approach as far as that's concerned. Just because modern trailer culture is is garbage. It's just everything is you know by the second or third trailer you're getting full blown plot points from the story, and that's for someone who wants to be surprised and excited. I don't get to have that opportunity. I mean, how do you feel about it? No, I completely agree. Um, I know, like when we saw Crimes of Grindelwald. They had like a five to ten minute trailer of Aquaman, yeah. right? And I was like, "This is the whole movie." Yeah, there was like a, like the it shows almost like the entire battle sequence with Black Manta, and I'm like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, and like, I was, and the trailers now do that so much where it's like, "This is basically the whole movie," so why go watch it almost? And this one doesn't do that. Like it gives you it's a teaser, yeah, and it feels like a teaser, and you know that there's gonna be fighting and you get a little bit of where people are at since the last movie and it does show you some familiar faces that you probably assumed were going to pop up anyway yeah and so i didn't really feel too spoiled about those two that they showed uh specifically but yeah man like john was saying it doesn't doesn't give much away as far as like what's coming yeah and i loved it i've watched it since then and i'm usually the one between the two of us that won't watch this stuff, you know? But I didn't know it was out. I was scrolling through Reddit, and it popped up, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And instantly watched it, because, I mean, who we can, I can't not. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess there's supposed to be a trailer coming up soon for uh, Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah, I, I felt like it's a little early for that. I mean, that movie's not supposed to be released until, I think, July of next year. So it's... It's a little early to start talking about trailer. I mean, even even releasing a trailer for May that's that's pretty early. I mean, it's not not some of the we've seen trailers for for movies that are a full year out before, but yeah, it, it still was like I like I I don't know if I'm I'm ready to even see Spider Man. The last time I saw Spider Man, I uh, I was a uh, a little a uh, little soggy under the uh, the old eyelids there, <laughs> man. Yeah, and I mean it kind of sucks because. That being said, where he has another movie coming, yeah, we know that something's probably going to take place in this next Avengers movie that brings a lot of the people back. And for me, that kind of takes away from the emotion that hit you. 
in um, Infinity War, but I mean, we'll see how they do it. Maybe yeah. it'll be done well. I mean, I like the Russos. I like what they're doing. I've you know been following them since Arrested Development and Community, <laughs> so it's cool that they're doing something completely different. And uh, yeah, I think they've been successful. Yeah, definitely, I would agree with that. So, good trailer. If uh, you're interested in superhero movies at all, and you're part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then I would definitely recommend this trailer. Yeah. Did you have any other news that you wanted to talk about? Uh, not that I have anything off the top of my head. All right, cool. So then let's go ahead and move on to the trivia. <laughs> also, I guess we should mention this is episode 10. Yeah. Woo-woo. Milestones. Yeah. Because yeah, I think you, you were trying to make eight a milestone. I was like, that's not a milestone. <laughs> we should on. just go in increments of sixes. <laughs> Be excited about those. All right, here's the random one for you, John. All right, this is from the paranormal card. I'm sorry, the paranormal category. What is the name of the vengeful entity that emerges from a well in The Ring from 2002? Uh, it starts with an S. It's not going to be. It's been so long since I've seen it. That's right. You're right so far. Um, Next letter is... An A? Oh, you're on fire. Ooh. <laughs> Is it, it's like, it's like Samara or something along those Yeah, lines. no, I'll give it to you. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but that's right. Samara? Uh, Samara? There, yeah. Samara? Whatever. You got the right letters. <laughs> Sam Raimi? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was crazy when he popped out of that well. I guess technically Ash goes into well, so yeah. connection <laughs> is loose. <laughs> <laughs> loose at best. All right, you want me to just grab one? Yeah. Throw it to me, Gambit style. Oh, that's pretty good. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the uh, what's the symbol you're working with? Let's see here. Let's go with it. Looks like a magenta, not the top one. The like a like a maybe a reddish purple. The brain. Yeah, the brain. A psychological. What '80s horror film did director? Fide Alvarez remake prior to making Don't Breathe in 2016. Evil Dead. It is Evil Dead. I'll give you a couple more from this one because these are all slam dunks. What is the <laughs> right. What is the more famous alias of Thomas Hewitt in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003? Leatherface. Yep. Oh, okay. Is that his name? Do they ever say that? And is it, that the only one that they say that? Maybe. Huh, I just guess because the movie. <laughs> Uh, who directed 28 Days Later in 2002? Danny Boyle. You're correct there as well. What Halloween actress played the protagonist Alana in Terror Train in 1980? <laughs> uh, 1980? Actress. I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis. It is Jamie oh, Lee shit. Curtis. <laughs> like I said, this is an easy card. Um, yeah, the other two are a little more obscure. Let's try them. All right. In The Innkeepers in 2011, what is the name of the haunted house? The Inn. It is an inn. Uh, <laughs> the Longfellow Inn. It's definitely not the Longfellow The Soggy inn. Bottoms Inn. <laughs> it's not either of those things. It's the Yankee Peddler Inn. Oh, so close. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, you had an inn. And then in Les Diabolicus, it looks French. Uh, 1955, what is written on the screen in the final frame? Finn. (laughs) (laughs) 
It says, please do not reveal the ending to those who have not yet seen the film. That's super dope. Yeah. Cool. Good round. Good round. All right, so let's get into the muta things. Yeah. Shameful misses. So this is one that I've wanted to do and also been a little scared to do because I'm throwing out some some of, of the least credible parts of my person out into the into the internet. And that's a little terrifying. It's a real vulnerable episode. Yeah. So, uh, you know, be nice. And, and be prepared. At some point in time, we will also touch on those horror misses because they're there too. I'm more, I guess, shameful about those. Than yeah. I am with these. Although... Yeah, there are some there are some heavy hitters on that list. Yeah. I, I like I said I'm keeping them to myself because I really want to surprise you, but I'm kind of doing the same thing with some of these as well. Yeah, I'm pretty nervous about this one. Yeah, for to hear what you have to say and to share what I have to say. So, I guess let's go ahead and jump right in. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and open up. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pull out my cellular device. It's good to have your voice back. Yeah, definitely. Like an angel. Like a dark angel. <laughs> All right. So the first one on my list, I'm going to start with probably probably the smallest the smallest backlash that I'd probably get. This, this movie definitely has its proponents. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Okay. It was, okay. It was, on, it was on my list of things to see, uh, and it just never got around to it. I've heard amazing things about it. I've seen some of the... You know, some of the different scenes and everything in just, like, lists and just, you know, on the internet, that sort of thing. And it looks incredible. Just never gotten around to it. Yeah, all-star cast. Probably an argument could be made that Michelle Gondry's best movie that he's ever directed. Uh, definitely one of my favorites, especially from him. That was one of the first movies from that really got me into him as a director. Mm. And he's, he's pretty uh, famous for doing music videos. He did, like... The White Stripes fell in love with a girl, like the Lego video. Yeah. Which a lot of people have seen, yeah. So that was him. And he's known for doing weird stuff like that. And that movie has a lot of those elements, too, mm. where he does like weird makeshift stuff and camera tricks and stuff like that. It's kind of kind of an old school technique, I think. And yeah, and that's one of Jim Carrey's. I mean, it's still comedic, but definitely one of his more toned down roles. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool to see that too, yeah. Man, that's a that's a good one. I would uh, definitely enjoy watching that with you. So what's some of the stuff about that that you've heard? So I've heard that that it's obviously a beautiful story and that it's it's kind of equal parts, you know, like I said, just a beautiful love story and also like a really terrible tragedy. Yeah. And that the visual style and like the little sci-fi elements that they have to kind of tie that into that sci-fi genre are just just super well done. That is really well paced, and that it's just got super original concepts. And, and that's like I said, that's definitely enticing to me. Yeah, no, I, I can attest to that. Um, it definitely has a lot of those things, and and it's like about memories mm-hmm. and how you can manipulate memories and remove them and erase them, and it kind of time timeline jumps around a lot and so you get some of those weird different elements that definitely connects to sci-fi i was not expecting you to say that though that's a that's a bit more toned down than i was expecting but okay yeah yeah like i said i I went with the shortest top and i'm and the longest leap will be the end okay yeah and i i think that i'll probably follow that same format for for my missus too yeah 
Cool. Is there anything else that you want to add about Eternal Sunshine? No, I'm ready to see it whenever whenever you want to sit down and do it. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a follow-up where we watch these movies and then talk about them a little bit more. If uh, you guys might be into that idea, let us know, and uh, I guess we could sit down and watch some movies. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm. Yeah, right. All right, cool. So then my first one is... I don't, I'm I'm just nervous to say it. It is Escape from New York. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Escape from New York is my number two. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no way. So, That's funny. <laughs> it's, I wasn't expecting there to be any crossover on this list. Yeah, it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Escape from New York, like I said, I've, I've heard amazing things about it. I mean, being a, you know, a huge fan of of you know Kurt Russell and yeah. it's it's just like it's and Carpenter yeah and John Carpenter it's like it's a ridiculous oversight that I just never sat down to do it because it's you know I've heard that it's campy and it's action filled and it's I mean, just the, a bunch the guy's of name fun. is Snake yeah <laughs> you know what I mean Snake so if that's yeah. any indication of of where that movie goes I mean I'm actually not 100 percent sure of like even the plot line of that movie I. I'm assuming it has to do with escaping. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's like post-apocalyptic in some way. Well, yeah, from from the basics that I've heard is that it's essentially like New York is just like an entire like like New York City is just a prison. Okay. And there are like all these like roaming gangs and all this crazy violence and stuff. It just like I said, it sounds like it's right up my alley. I just yeah. never got around to doing it. I know that when I was younger I saw parts of of either that one or, or a second one. LA. Yeah, but I have no way of knowing which was which at the time, or even now. Yeah. And I know that there's actually a third one even. Hmm. Yes, and it doesn't have Kurt Russell, and I don't know how much of a connection there is to the other two films, but I think that one's Escape from Jersey or something <laughs> like that. I'm pretty sure, and if I'm wrong, then I feel like a dummy, but I, I can see like the poster in my head. From like IMDb, like the picture of it, because I think I looked it up at one point to to sit down and watch them, and I was like, "Wait a second. Definitely sounds like a a series of diminishing returns. Yeah, it's probably like one of those death race things where it's like there's a bunch of sequels that no one cares about. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's one of them. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean it's it's Kurt Russell who I think is still great, and Carpenter. Yeah, one of the greatest greatest horror directors of all time. Branching out into that sci-fi genre, like I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. And it's more, more sci-fi because like he's done sci-fi stuff yeah. before. But I think this one is. I don't know if there's any horror elements to that even. No, I as far as I know, there isn't. Yeah, man. So we'll have to check that one out. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. Well, since that was your number two, <laughs> so I mean, I want to say that there are some movies that are sci-fi staples, I guess, or I've heard they're sci-fi staples. That for me personally, I don't consider shameful misses. Mm. And so like Forbidden Planet is a really old sci-fi movie that a lot of people who are into the genre consider like one of the better sci-fi movies. For me, that's not a shameful miss. And Mm. there's a few like that that I've come across like looking at different lists of great sci-fi movies. So I'm not going to touch on any of those. Like I've never seen the original The Day the Earth Stood Still. But for me, that's not like a shameful thing. Yeah. You know, agreed. So, um, but one of the ones that I am pretty shameful about is actually E.T. 
Wow. So I've seen parts of it. You know what I mean? Wow. As like here and there, I've seen scenes here, and I know the general idea of E.T., mm. but I've never sat down and watched E.T., and I can't tell you the whole plot. And I've even been on the ride. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I've lived E.T., but I've never seen E.T. You've had, you've had, you've had it say Anthony to you? Yeah. Yeah. That's real cool. That, that just a little sidebar to uh, the ride at Universal Studios yeah. for E.T., that was something that blew my mind as a child when it was like, like John at ET phone home or whatever. I was absolutely blown away. I was like, I was like, that's some like Disney level magic. Like whoever came up with that concept was brilliant. I was super shocked, and it was something that I had a really good time with. But yeah, ET man, wow. Yeah, that was a that was a staple of my childhood. That was like that was probably probably. Pretty close to my first foray into sci-fi. I saw that well before I saw Star Wars. And it just, it has this really warm feeling to it. Like, you know, because it is that, it's that, it's that perspective of, you know, seeing something truly spectacular from the eyes of a child. And it, it just has, it has so much of that, like, the type of feeling you get from something like, like Super 8. Or Stranger Things. No, it totally. has a lot of that feel to it. I de- like. I definitely want to sit down and watch this with you. When it's that like classic, you know, early Spielberg stuff, mm-hmm. where it's the kids, and you know, I love those movies, and I liked them growing up, like The Goonies and stuff like that, where it's like the the movies about the kids, mm-hmm. and you get to see them growing. And it's again, like you said, with Super Eight, which is a big homage to old Spielberg stuff, you know. Yeah, and I love Super Eight, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, and I know parts and pieces of it. I, you know, I know about the him in the hoodie and the phone home and all that stuff, <laughs> and in the closet. I've seen the closet scene yeah. at least like four times. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's got a little Drew in it. Yeah, I'm a big Barrymore fan, so. But yeah, I've never gotten around to just actually sitting down and watching that movie, and that's uh, that one's pretty shameful for me. So yeah, that's a that's a big one. For sure. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So since we've had some crossover, I might have to try to like try to maybe put together another one. I'll have to think about it a little bit and see if there's anything else that's kind of rattling around. Uh, but the one that was the big one on my list. I'm ready for it, man. Let's hear it. So I have no excuse to have not seen this. It came out when I was old enough to totally enjoy really interesting sci-fi movies District 9. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, I think we've talked about that one a little bit. Yes. Ah, man. I don't know if people will consider that shameful, but I understand completely where you're coming from. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I love that movie. Yeah, I, like, I know that it, it ruffled a few feathers when it came out, but from what I've heard in, you know, in the later stages of of it kind of existing in the cinema realm... Uh, that it's it's garnered a pretty big following, and you know most people only have good things to say about it. I was working at a theater when that came out, and a lot of people came out of it either after or during and hated it. And I was very interested as to why, because I'm pretty sure that it was well-received critically. Definitely, yes. And so I went and watched it, and I thought it was fantastic. It's different. It's not like... A classic. <clears throat> it's not like a classic like alien action movie. You yeah. know what I mean? 
it it has a lot more to it and yeah i mean that movie's cool it's it's got some some funny lines in it uh i but i would tell them to you but it wouldn't make any sense yeah. <laughs> the uh the aggregate score for rotten tomatoes for this movie is a 90 certified fresh yeah and i know yeah. a lot of people that walked out but one of the coolest things about that movie too is the visuals like mm-hmm. it looks great and they do a lot with like the atmospheric pressure and stuff so you know stuff in the background but yeah. it still looks really good and the the design of the aliens and the way that they move and everything is great but yeah so like i said i've i've heard you know nothing but good things from the people i've talked to about it and a lot of people are like always like man you didn't see that when it came out i was like i should have i definitely should have i've seen the much worse elysium i've seen it <laughs> like like i it's shameful for me. Like I said, I know that it doesn't have as big a following as it probably should, but I mean, it's on just about every top 50 sci-fi movies list. Yeah. And it's just, it was, it just something I never got around to. And it was, it's one of those movies too, that has a lot more underneath the surface. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you get this sci-fi alien story, mm-hmm. but it also is very much like a social commentary of South Africa and like what's going on there and how that all takes place. Um, so I really enjoyed that too. And, I think, like you were saying, Elysium wasn't as good. had mm-hmm. felt had a similar feel. Same with Chappie, although I did enjoy Chappie more than I did enjoy Elysium. But I think that District Nine is Neil Blomkamp's Blomkamp. Yeah, you, you, you're right. <laughs> his, uh, I think it's his best one. And uh, for you to make him like that be your first movie, mm-hmm. it's pretty rad. Yeah. Cool. So should I do my big one? Yeah, go ahead and release. I don't know how you're gonna feel. I mean, I, I guess I don't know if it's better or worse than ET, but for me, like in the sci-fi realm, I feel like it's probably one that I should watch probably as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the movie is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, like I said, this is this is one that's in like the like typically the top ten. Yeah, like, I know. like this is this is a like. This is a pretty cardinal sin. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, and, and you think that's bad? Wait till we get to the horror misses in another episode. Yeah, there, there's there's one on the horror misses that, that I I expect a genuine gasp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to have to probably make that a two-parter because there's quite a bit of classics I haven't seen. But Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Have you seen it? I'm guessing yes. yes. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what that movie's about. So this is the thing. I don't want to dig in. I don't want to give you anything. <laughs> this is like I said. This is like I said. This is something you want to go into blind. You just want to you want to see it and enjoy it for what it is. I wouldn't look into it. I wouldn't read anything about it. I would just go in, just have an open mind, and just enjoy it for what it is. Okay, and that's Spielberg too. Yeah, I believe so. I know that the. Science fiction, that brand new record that came out mm-hmm. last year. Or the year before, one or the other. Yes. Had some ties to Close Encounters of the Third Kind in one way or another. I don't know if you ever read up in, into any of that. But like <laughs> the parts of the CD jacket had something to do with a location from that movie. That's There's like a big rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was Steven Spielberg. Okay. It's a 96% on I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie or anything. I just never got around to it. I am assuming it has something to do with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be right. 
Yep, nailed it. So, like, why even watch it? <laughs> because it's it's amazing. <laughs> like I said, it's it's earned its place as you know sci-fi royalty for a reason. No, I believe that. I was just kidding. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's early Spielberg too, right? That's the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just never got around to it. I don't. I don't. And I don't. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever even seen parts of it. Like how I've seen pieces of ET. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've even seen like a scene from that movie. Is and it, maybe I have, but since I haven't seen the movie, like as a whole, yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, I think that, like I said, that's the best way to go in. I think that you'll get the most from the experience, just allowing it to be. Yeah, and I, I mean, I agree with that too. And, like, if I ever did sit down and watch E.T., which I should do eventually, I'm sure I'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember this, and I remember this, and I remember this. But when I sit down to watch Close Encounters, I, I'm i not going to know anything. So it'll be a totally new experience for me. And somebody that is more or less a Spielberg fan, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, like, get a tattoo or anything. But, <laughs> but I have enjoyed his movies and a lot of his style. So yeah. I'd definitely be interested to check that out. Uh, well, um, I feel terrible all over yeah i feel <laughs> I like i've i said i've released the worst parts of me into the internet and now i can finally watch those movies and heal <laughs> i need like a xenomorph spit shower <laughs> <laughs> to, to cleanse myself of how awful i feel about this <laughs> all right so that is gonna pretty much wrap it up for these shameful misses next week you want to join us we're gonna be talking about mandy yes that's on shutter so if you have shutter do it, and if you don't, find it on something else. But we are going to talk about it, and we'll let you know what we think about it. There's a lot to unpack with that movie, too. Yeah, we might have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, because it is, it is an interesting experience. Yes. Wait, so- say wait for next week. Like I said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting discussion, because we, we've purposefully, we, we watched it a few days ago, and we've purposefully kind of kept kept ourselves boxed away and not talked about it because I want to I wanna have that interesting dialogue and kind of break it down a little bit more. Yeah, so it's, it's not going to be so much review. I'm not sure that it will come up a bit, but I think we're going to try to do more of like a deep dive into a lot of the symbolism that took place during that movie. So if that uh, interests you, then check out uh, next week's episode, and if not, check it out anyway. So uh, don't forget to uh, rate, subscribe, and uh, share this with whoever you know who likes horror or sci-fi. Uh, if you want to find out more information about the show, uh, you can check us out at wordsforweirdos.com slash porcelainpeak, or you can find us at uh, wordsforweirdos on Instagram. And if you have any questions or comments or have suggestions for future episodes, you can send us an email at wordsforweirdos at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this week. Peace. Bye. A high-performance alpha network production.